the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're so glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministry is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer for you today is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God designed you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. Philippians chapter 3, verses 10 and 11. I'll talk a little bit about New Year's. Most people really enjoy New Year's. The reason people celebrate New Year's is because it has the promise of of change. It has the promise of new hope, new beginnings, if you will. They believe that if they can just begin this year right and do the things that they want to do, that they can make themselves happier and wiser, maybe even healthier, right? And there's nothing wrong with goals, And there's nothing wrong with doing things that will enhance your living and that will make your living easier as long as those goals, those resolutions, if you will, those priorities are put in their proper place. As long as those things are put in the proper context. Because the reality of it for us as Christians is that our goal is Jesus. That's it. Our goal and our design. Christian, you know why you were put on this planet, right? You weren't put on this planet to serve Him. You weren't put on this planet to do for Him. You were put on this planet that as you came to know Him, you would know Him through service. You weren't put on this planet to evangelize. You were put on this planet to know Jesus through evangelism. And everything that He has given you to do, He has given it to you to do that you may know Him. You are put on this planet to know Him. You are put on this planet to recognize who He really is and who you really are. If you misplace, if you get that out of order, if you believe that, that it is all up to you to, to shape and mold your life into something greater and something better, at the end of the day, you're going to come back, look in the mirror, and see the same person that was there before and completely unfulfilled, whether you accomplished your goal or not. For us, the goal is Jesus. For us, the resolution is to know Him. The good news for us is that we can find fulfillment in Christ. 
In Christ we have relevance. In Christ we have purpose. In Christ we have security. In Christ we have hope that will never fade. In Christ we don't just trust in chance or opportunity, but we have the assurance of an omnipotent God who cannot lie that he will be to us all that we could ever hope or dream. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power, that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do superabundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or dreams. You see, Christian, you can't dream higher than God can. Your dreams, your resolutions, your hopes, your plans, your expectations aren't as good as God's. They don't measure up. And when we begin to believe that somehow we know what's best for our lives and set our own expectations, we fall way below the mark. And what's worse is we lose the principal reason why we're here. We believe that why we're here is to... Have a good marriage. Have a good education. Have a good job. Have good living. Have a good family. All of those things are great. And for the Christian, the temptation is to believe that we're here so that we can know more of the Bible. So that we can serve well in the church. So we can evangelize the lost. No. Here's a little clue that we're going to know. You can make resolutions to be closer to God, but if you're a Christian, you won't ever get any closer to God than you are right now. you recognize that? The reality of where you are in Christ is what He is trying to work into you. He is trying to get you to realize all that you have in Him so that you can begin to live to the truth rather than to the lie that somehow you are pulling yourself closer to Him. The goals and the expectations and things that we set for ourselves have to be set into the context that God is sovereign and that His plan for us is best and that He is the goal. Let us begin this new year with a resolution that has the power and the promise of God behind it. Let's begin this new year with a resolution that speaks to the truth of who we are not to the illusion of what we could be make of ourselves. Let us resolve to know our Lord. I'm not talking about salvation. Although if you don't know Him, it would be a good time to know Him. I'm talking about intimacy. I'm talking about relationship. The reason we're here is to know Him. Philippians 3 verse 10. For my determined purpose is that I may know Him that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with Him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of His person more strongly and more clearly, that I may in that same way come to know the power outflowing from His resurrection, which it exerts over believers, and that I may so share His sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into His likeness, even to His death, in the hope that, if possible, I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead, even while in the body. 
I think the Amplified does a really good job. I know that the last time we met I spoke in detail about these two verses. It's very important as we proceed further into chapter 3 of the verses that follow, that we understand that the verses that follow are based on this, what Paul says right here. As we read those verses, I want you to remember the context. What, what is Paul's purpose? What is his goal? What is the resolution and determination of Paul's life? To make more churches? To see more people saved? Those are high and lofty goals to be sure. But he doesn't say that's his purpose. What we have right here is Paul's statement of what his determined purpose, what his resolution, if you will, what he has bent his will to, to be the description and the definition of what his life is about. It concisely states that his life is about knowing him. Progressively, more and more. Paul says it is his determined purpose, which means he has bent his will. There is nothing passive about what he's saying here. But understand that Paul's passion to know Christ is not something that Paul created within himself. It's not something that as he began to walk and study the Word of God, he decided, you know, next year I'm going to be more passionate about knowing Jesus. What it is, in fact... It is a recognition of the passion of Christ within him. You see, this is the Holy Spirit's words here. What Paul is doing is he is bending his will to be obedient to the truth within him. He is saying, I want to know him because that is the passion of who I am. That is the passion that is within me. That is the desire of my heart. That is the longing that continues to propel me forward. It is what I'm about. So he doesn't, he doesn't mince words. He says, my desire, my determination. Well, we know Paul's life. Was there ever a more surrendered individual, a more committed individual than Paul? Just Christ that I know of. And in that commitment, in his desire to yield himself in obedience to the Lord, you would think that he would come to a place and a point in his life where he didn't have to seek to know him anymore. No, that couldn't be more wrong. This is something within him that drives him. He's passionate about this. This is something that propels him in the ministry. It is what causes him to start these churches. It is what causes him to, it's what caused him to write these letters. It was that passion within him that the Spirit of God opened his eyes and he saw very clearly that what he was seeking and what he was needing and the fulfillment that he sought was in Christ and Christ alone. And the more that he knew Christ, the more he wanted to know Christ. You know, all of those years doing all of that service, having, having suffered for the Lord, having preached innumerable sermons, having written all of these in inspired letters, having visions and and watching the Lord heal through him and watching the Lord work through him. In all of those years, nothing quenched that thirst. 
he continued to hunger for Jesus. It's not saying he wasn't fulfilled. It's saying that the only place he is fulfilled is in knowing him. And continuously knowing him. It's in the present tense. Which means continually, continually. Progressively, he says. Which means that, that this is not something that you arrive at. This is something that you continually move towards. The truth is we were made for Him. And that longing for intimacy is part of who we are. It's the truth of who we are. And if you allow the enemy, the enemy, what the enemy seeks to do is he seeks to redefine the very things within you that God has put there for Himself. He seeks to redefine that longing and say to you, well, the problem is that you just don't have enough Scripture memorized, or you didn't make visitation, or you haven't gone to church, or you're not living the way you ought to live. The problem is is that you've had failures. The problem is that you have sin. The problem is that you need to eliminate sin from your life that you may know Him. The problem is that you need to be a better Christian that you may know Him. The problem is that you need to be more faithful in your service in order to know Him. Those are all the issues. And that is nothing but the enemy's lie. Every bit of it. Because he puts it right in front of Christ who has given His life that you could know Him. There is no barrier between you and Him. Now Paul makes it clear that it is a progressive pursuit, but that pursuit is going to involve failure, is it not? How many of you have found failure in your life? Well, you're going to continue to find failure in your life as long as you're in this planet and in that earth suit. But it's part of the journey. He has redeemed you and He has cleansed you. And sin doesn't do anything but prove the truth that we were made for Him and sin doesn't suit us. The enemy wants you to find sin as a setback in your relationship to the Lord, but you can never be set back in your relationship with Him. Nothing's going to pull you backwards. You're going forward. It's not a setback. It's a revelation. When I fall, I fall on my knees and look up and say, you know what? That didn't suit me. That's not the truth of who I am. Bitterness didn't suit me. Anger didn't suit me. Jealousy didn't suit me. Uh, Willfulness didn't suit me. Disobedience didn't suit me. Rebellion didn't suit me. I have gone through all of those things. Has anybody found any fulfillment in those things? Have you ever been fulfilled in greed? Have you ever been fulfilled in lust? Have you ever been fulfilled in bitterness? Have you? What's the revelation? What's the conclusion in all of that? You weren't made for it, were you? We allow the enemy to blind us to what what the Holy Spirit seeks to reveal in the moment-by-moment truth of living. And you know what he's longing to do for us? The enemy seeks to redefine the need within us, the longing within us, that we're longing for the things of this world. We're longing for the things that we can do. We need to establish ourselves. That's the way he would define it for you. And in that he creates a dichotomy. He creates a division within you that says, this is who I should be, but this is who I am. And how do you live? Back and forth, right? Back and forth back and forth 
And Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. There is no division in Him. If you're a Christian, if you're living with division, you're living in deception. Because Christ is not divided. Remember, the enemy desires to keep you seeking what you already have by wrongly defining the longing within you. Paul says that this intimacy is one that is progressive, which is to say he has not arrived yet, but is determined to continue into an ever deeper and more intimate relationship with his Lord. And here's the neat thing. You know, that you can only go so far in human relationships. And many of us think that that's where it's fulfilled and, and we, we find that there's barrier after barrier and there's issue after issue trying to be fulfilled in human relationships. It never happens, does it? There's only one place where we're fulfilled and that is in Christ. But here's the, here's the neat part. That it takes an eternity to begin to know a God. <laughs> and this is not just a God. This is the God, the God of love. He has planned eternity that you may know Him. And that is progressive. That is progressive. The whole issue of traveling, the whole issue of of moving forward step by step, one step at a time, is you joining your will to His to know Him. And here's the neat thing about God is that He wants to be known. He's not hiding Himself. You don't have to make it your New Year's resolution to try to figure out who He is through the Bible. He is revealing Himself in everything around you. He is desiring that you know Him through the Word of God. He's desiring that you know Him through the life of God in you. And here's the neat thing about it. The verses in the Scriptures that have meant the most to you are the verses that have affirmed the truth that you have lived in. Isn't that true? Scripture reveals the Christ within. And the neat thing about Him is that He wants to be known. You were created to know Him. That's what I'm telling you. You're a new creation. You were made for Him. Made to know Him. Progressively. This verse continues, that I may in that same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, which it exerts over believers, and that I may so share his sufferings as to be continually transformed, again, progressive, in spirit into his likeness, to his death, in the hope that if possible, I may attain, again, a progression to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead, even while in the body. And what he's saying, in the hope, that is, in the expectation of, that I may live experientially in the ongoing work of the Spirit of God within me. That I may live experientially in the ongoing work of the Spirit of God within me. That I may live experientially in the ongoing work of the Spirit of God within me. The issue is that in most Christian lives the reason we live a life of defeat is because we have determined to live experientially in this world and spiritually with Him. 
If you want to live in the reality and the truth of what Christ called the abundant life, you've got to begin to determine to live this life out experientially. What does that really mean? That means that I begin to walk in every circumstance, in every issue of my life. I go into it knowing that I will have the revelation of Christ in the midst of it. I didn't become a pastor to bring people into a closer relationship with the Lord by its... I came in to to be a pastor to know Him. You don't have the job that you have to put food on the table. You have the job that you have to know Him. You're not sick because that is the progression of sin. You're sick because you need to know Him in sickness. Do you see that? Experientially knowing Him is recognizing that everything that touches our lives is revelation. It's Him reaching out to show us His truth. It's Him seeking to create in us a pathway of walking in union with Him. You see, I know that the enemy is at work. I know that he creates unbelievably horrendous circumstances. I know that things happen in our lives that are, that are not pleasant. And I know that these things are troublesome to us. But here's the reality for the child of God. This earth was created to reveal Him. And in the midst of those things, what is temporal will not last. In the midst of those things, self-help won't work. In the midst of those things, self-gained righteousness and memorization won't hold you. In the midst of those things, worldly counsel doesn't work. In the midst of those things, you don't have enough money to to comfort you. In the midst of those things, there's only one place that you can find peace, comfort, and resolution. It's in Him alone. So why do you think you're in the midst of those things? That's the truth of it. That's why we're here. In the hope that is the expectation that I may live experientially in the ongoing work of the Spirit of God through me while I live in this body. Now that's a resolution. Isn't it? It's one that the Spirit of God longs to fulfill in every one of us. That wasn't just Paul. If it was just Paul, Paul would, it would have died with Paul. But the reason it's in this book is because it relates to you. The Spirit of God put it in there. And you know what? Paul and all of his all of his revelations and all of the things that God did in and through him, he had he had a big one. He came to the place where he said, I recognize. I recognize my purpose. You know? I know my purpose. You ever wonder that? Am I the only thinker in the crowd that sat around wondering why I was here? You ever wonder? And Paul says, I have, I have figured it out. The Spirit of God has revealed it. And here's, here, here's the way it works. The Spirit of God gave him the revelation through all of those years of, of futility in trying to serve God and know God. He came to the end of it all and he had the revelation of Christ. When he had the revelation of Christ that overshadowed all of that religious pursuit, he said, there is my God. There is my purpose. That is what I I have longed for, for my determined purpose is to know him. Well, I wonder why Jesus exposed himself to to Paul. So Paul would know him. 
I wonder why Jesus allowed Paul to go through all the things that Paul went through. So Paul would know him. And I wonder why Paul wrote this down as his determined purpose. So that you would know that Christian, whether you want to believe it or not, it's your purpose too. It's why you were made. It's why you're alive. And you know all Paul's saying is, hey, this is the reality of me. I'm bending my will towards it. This is going to be the purpose of my living now. You see, we don't change the will of God. We choose to enter into the will of God. And Paul says the will of God for every man, woman, child, and the will of God is to know Him. Why do you think God created the heavens and the earth? The angels know Him. They're created beings as well. But he didn't put them through the trial of faith. Because the angels really didn't choose. They chose against what they already had. They never chose Him. We were created to choose Him. And do you really think that you discovered God on your own? Did you discover Christ on your own? Do you believe it was that good Christian brother or sister that brought Him to your attention? No. The Father sought you out and revealed Himself to you. And in the contrast of His presence and the darkness of your life, you saw the need. And He recreated you to contain light. And in you, He created a void that is only fulfilled in Him. Thank you for joining us today for His Life Revealed, the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship. We hope today's message has encouraged you to yield to His life in every situation, rest in His life moment by moment, and receive from His life all that you need to show Christ in this world. To get to know us better, visit us on the web at hislifefellowship.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. And join us for worship services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 7015 Wurzbach Road. If this message has blessed you, you can help support this program with your gift to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 781-529, San Antonio, Texas, 78278. And now, before we go, our prayer for you this coming week is that the image of the invisible God would be visible in you and that you would remember that wherever you go, whatever you do, the hope of glory is Christ in you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.